Good evening, and welcome to Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Patwin Lawrence. Welcome. It is... We're back. December... Yes. The second, correct? Man, I got lost. We've been gone for uh, a week or so, two, right? Two weeks. A two lot, weeks? A lot has happened, yeah. I've gotten a little older. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome, old guy, old man. <laughs> yeah, I celebrated my birthday a couple days ago, so. Oh, yeah, Another happy belated birthday. Sun. Yes, happy belated yes. birthday. You and uh, Methuselah are the same age now, right? Oh, that's good. That's good <laughs> Age comes wisdom. Age comes wisdom, right? <laughs> Pat was like, I don't see the humor yeah. in that. Pat, lighten up, dude. Lighten up. Well, welcome, though. Let's explain today right off the bat, ladies and gentlemen. We are live right now, but we will be live for half an hour. We were going to, as we coined, Pri and I coined it, we're going to live pod. We're going to do a half hour live and a half hour on podcast. But we got some extremely great guests today. I'm so excited about the guests that we have. Uh, today we got uh, some groundbreaking guests, yes, truthfully, right? right? Uh, yes, that's right. Andrea Jenkins and uh, Philippe Cunningham uh, made history back on Election Day um, here in Minneapolis and nationwide, particularly uh, Andrea, because she's the first uh, black or openly black transgender uh, woman uh, to be elected. There was actually one woman in, I believe it was Boston, back in the 80s, uh, but she kind of kept that on the on the DL. And then, uh, and then also Philippe. So we have two on our city council. And so it's great to, you know, have a conversation with them to learn more about what their plans are legislatively. And then also, uh, you know, how do they think in terms of black politics and moving the black community forward? But then also learning about, you know, transgender. And, you know, that's something that's been kind of a thorn in the flesh for the black community. Absolutely. And so we need to hear from them, not what others say about people that are in the transgender movement, but for them themselves to be able to define themselves. And the fact that, you know, it, the, how historic, the, the as you said a, a minute ago, that their win was. I mean, it was huge. Yeah. And uh, we're blessed to have the both of them. Uh, a part of our show today because Andrea herself, I'm not sure about Philippe, but um, Andrea, I know, was on top, uh, excuse me, was on, was on the cover of, uh, was it uh, Essence, I believe it oh, was. Okay. Yes, I, I think it was that. Essence. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. yes, absolutely. I know she's been everywhere. Yeah, and I, I'm so proud of her. And, and I think for those who don't know her, uh, real quick, so we can get on with more politics before they come back. Uh, the, the fact that she's got her she's got her chops you know mm -hmm. she's not she's not new to the game this yeah. is something you know she has earned her uh stripes in and politics and so uh it was it was really good to see her step out into the forefront you know right. and 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 out of the background and not so, to be afraid yep. yeah i'm really i'm really happy and proud of both of them because i live in andrea excuse me in, in philippe's uh ward yep. so i can't wait to work with them and i've met them already and uh, uh, uh i'm excited for them yeah let's talk yeah. about local and uh, uh national uh, national yeah, politics well, happened two weeks <laughs> no kidding. He still got Roy Moore that won't yes. go away, correct? Well, he's not because he's going to the Senate. Well, and I hope that the Republicans uh, uh, find the put put country before party mm -hmm. and realize that uh, that electing and seating because mm -hmm. he he's going to be elected. He will yeah, be, but seating this guy and uh, um, or or and not censuring or doing something to this guy, he's a pedophile. Well, he isn't. There's no proof of that. He, he is a pedophile. That young lady. Those There's stories no that just, those, those, I mean, those stories have all been proven. It's, it's false. forty years old. How do you prove it? How, how do you? It's, it's forty false. years old. How, how do you prove we've what happened to Bill Clinton? Again, we because the women are there. The women have come out and they said oh, they have evidence. Okay, he's so the women said the same thing. But he's paid out. Oh please. Cases. Oh he bossed out. And so 
that Boy, 14, Boy, denied the, it. The young lady. And their the stories have fallen apart. People no, have looked have. into them and Pat, found out you that keep they were saying lies. that, but you have not yet, you or anybody else has not brought me any substantial proof that shows. Oh, you want that? Okay. Yes, I'll bring it next because week. Because the young lady that was 14 that gave yeah. her uh, a public uh, uh, um, mm-hmm. testimony of what happened. Come on now. Yeah, I want to see that. She described the man down to his boxers. And remember, this is the same guy that says he didn't date young ladies okay mm-hmm. without their mother's permission so he still so, thinks that a 34 so year old guy can prey on but we don't know it's if that pat, happened. it's pretty he said it happened he might like younger women it's predatory behavior pat i don't care if it's it, down south we don't south, know if that's true we don't know if down the true. basement it's predatory that behavior that has not been proven it's predatory behavior that has not been and proven. trump had the nerves to come out and support him absolutely now. he should really when he this should. is the same they guy understand, they understand what he, people been doing to trump really this is the same him. guy that this is the same guy when the central park 9 was accused mm-hmm. falsely accused mm-hmm. of raping a, a young white lady yeah. he was a very he was a, the first public person to come out yeah. and lambast these young men and, ac- right. and, and accuse did. them of rape and and, and 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 yeah, and, and, and and just maliciously malign their character okay and he never apologized about it because now the, the city of new york mm-hmm. uh, state of new york yeah. and the yeah. city yeah one of yeah, them yeah, too yeah. you know yeah. uh, they're, they're paying them they, they're paying these guys million of dollars to and as they should uh, and they should yeah. what i'm saying though is how can you donald trump how can you in one hand uh, uh, but back, that was like 30 some years ago. But it he's doesn't matter about when he was it running for, as a candidate, people coming out and saying that he. We don't know that those women ain't. That. The, we, those and women we thought are some of those too. are false. No, that we those didn't. are not credible. Stop. All they have is that you know he made this comment about you know uh, if you're rich, women will let you grab them by the you know what. Well, you know that's a true statement. His admitted. No, so, so his admitted. His admitted. His admitted but we know sexual he didn't assault. Actually go around yes, doing we that. don't. Yes, we he do. Didn't do. Because that. as he said, that women would, came forward. Why would Why would a rich person go around sexually assaulting people, which would open? I don't know. Ask lawsuits. Harvey Weinstein. Ask Matt Lauer. Ask all these. And we have evidence on all of those. We folks don't. That they do. yes, we, we have do. people. Where's the Where's the evidence on Matt Lauer? He's He's admitted to it. Thank you. This, and here's the other thing. He's when we've got it. men that are on these Trump's guys. Trump's never admitted to it. Because he's a he's disgusting pig. Out, but he's never paid out. Yes, anything. listen. He, he hasn't well, how about the racial discrimination he paid out? With what? With what? Him and his father paid out a racial discrimination lawsuit. Yes, that, that's true. Donald that Trump happened. says he never settles. But his father, it was his father. Ku Klux totally Klan member? He probably was. He, no, no, probably. I don't disagree with about his father. But Trump changed the whole ethics and the the whole yeah, ethos to the of the Trump empire. So, oh, you please. know, give him credit for that. He's still a big He's, like he's hired gays. He's hired oh, plenty please. of different minorities in his companies. He has please. done a lot he's for, a bigot. for this people. Is, this... I, I don't dispute that he might have negative opinions, just like a lot of rich people have negative opinions of, of blacks who tend to be largely poor. I don't disagree with that. I can say probably most white people have what blacks would consider negative opinions uh, uh, about other blacks and other minorities. I don't so you disagree think with that. So you, you think it's appropriate for him to, him to publicly just say those things then? Say things like what? The nasty ways. It's, look at my little black, my little African-American over there. Look at him. Look at my little African American over well, there. Right. That, he's like, yeah. He's no, he's making fun out. of him. He's he making fun of him. Yes, he was. And oh, those things and about saying calling out Mexicans. He did not oh, say Mexicans were rapists. He was talking about 
the rapists that happen to be Mexican oh, that have stop. been coming across the border. He, you knew See, that's he how knew. that's he, how he, knew he, he was no, blowing no, the dog that's how whistles. You're trying to twist it. No, it's his came. It's, it's his words. I, I can't twist what he but says. Yeah, because people aren't believing it. And I take him at his word when he says. First of all, he told you to take him at his word, right? He always told you to take him at his word. Sure. And I take him at his word when he says that he walks up and grabs women because he's rich and because he can't. He didn't say that. Yes, he didn't say that he did it. He said rich guys they would let you because women because guys are during the break. During the break, I'm gonna find the quote for you. Okay. He said... They no, let no, I want to hear the quote from the actual the audio. Billy, from the audio. Yes, from but, that. I want to hear the audio. Not but, what some newscaster said, not what was written in an article. I want to hear the you actual You've got a nice, pretty thing. monitor in front of you. All yeah. you have to do is use Google. You will okay. find the fact that he said, I just do it. They let you... And they let you do it because you're rich, because I can't. He said that. So he also admitted to the fact that he walks in on so young why ladies. Didn't any, so, why didn't the, so why didn't any of those women sue him? That would be a nice... They are suing him. No, Where have you not. been? Yes, they, bruh. Yes, they okay. are. They, okay. the Gloria Albert. She remembers oh, there's two of them. Gloria Albert. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, now yeah. because ambulance chaser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every, every every lawyer oh, is ambulance chaser. When she came, it comes. Yeah, that totally discredits the whole thing. When oh, she shows really? Up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Him being yeah. pre, him him being the leader of the free world totally <laughs> discredits well, him. Well, no. He America first, baby. We yeah. need to get oh, back to that. There's, America's been great, it, and now he's brought us down. You can't drain the sw <laughs> you can't drain the swamp by creating no, a, a cesspool. He's draining. See all the oh, stuff that please. has been coming about on Democrats and Republicans. The pedophiles are being rolled up. And remember two weeks yeah, ago, and you guys I told you more them. was coming out, and more is coming out. Even in the in the Congress, where there's over 260 cases that have been settled, sexual assault cases that have been settled, that they're not releasing the evidence on that. You know, this John Conyers was caught up in that. Guess what? See, unlike you guys. Guys, I'll say, Conyers, it's time to go. Oh, well, I, I don't it's disagree with that. When I you, don't disagree with that. But when what you about pay the out? other 260? Uh, Listen, we, we need to know. We need to know is, what's going on. The, absolutely. We need to be, yes. ex, it, we need a, the a clear and, and transparent investigation. Because think about it. Absolutely. I'm, I, I, this has been happening to young uh, male pages yes, in Washington for right. years. With Republicans. And with Republicans yes. and Democrats. It's just a ra it just runs yes. rampant. And mm -hmm. I feel sorry for male and females because yep. we, you want a career, you want a job, and yep. you've got the most powerful man or female yeah. uh, um, propositioning yep. you. What do you do? Well, a lot of them, they enjoy doing it because that's the way that you move up in the system. Well, this is true, too. But some of but them... But that doesn't make it right. But it doesn't make it right. doesn't make it right. And it's disgusting. And it's... Out, one thing I agree with Carly Figueroa. I, I I can't I hate saying her last name. Okay, <laughs> we um, know who you're talking about. Yes, she's absolutely right. Until we as men, mm -hmm. until we as men stop allowing and uh, um and and uh discuss discussing this type of behavior mm -hmm. in a in an appropriate in an inappropriate manner, mm -hmm. it won't stop. I agree. We as men have to quit allowing it. That's right. We I have agree. to quit allowing it. Period. I agree. And, and I agree. It, it, it's just absolutely it's, 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 it's sickening and disgusting. And Trump is 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 at the forefront of it all. You know, he just got his tax cuts. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, for him and his homeboys. For him it's and for his homeboys. Oh, please. For all the American people. You and I, you and I won't benefit worth for that. Worth a darn. We'll see. No, we won't. We'll see. Okay. We won't. We won't. Okay. My, my producer's over there <laughs> looking at me Are like... Are you two married or what? <laughs> <laughs> this, is how, this, is, uh, yeah. this is how you got to be. Now, on the other side of the break, we got a phone call. We got uh, our, our great guests lining up.
Pat, I, I got so much ammunition. I brought my pistol tonight. Okay. I've been going. I I'm brought not afraid. Pistol. I believe in the Second Amendment. I know you do, because oh, yeah. you and I didn't have plenty of fights on, <laughs> on air. So I did you, you register that thing? <laughs> He's Republican. You know he probably did. You know he did. <laughs> you know he did. He's not walking. What's that bulge over yeah. there? What's that bulge over there? Listen, I, I, I seriously think that, seriously, until we... Uh, and until we, for real, uh, Trump has to be uh, the leader on these type of issues too. Oh, I agree. You know what I I'm agree. saying? I agree. I, I don't care what don't party know. you belong to. Yeah. I just, I think that seriously, males have to step forward with power, position and powers. Have to stop saying we, they have to quit allowing this. Yeah, you're I, right. I don't care who you are, yep. what position you hold in Washington. Mm -hmm. If you're caught in this type of inappropriate behavior, mm -hmm. it's time to go. And actually, let me say this: I have been backing Al Franken, mm -hmm. and here's the first thing. I seen another one today. Mm -hmm. Franken, it's time for you to go. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Oh, welcome back. <laughs> Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Pat Wynn Lawrence. Did you, were you humming this song? Yeah, I know oh, this song, yeah. Okay, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hip you, you yeah. know. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we've, we've got one of our guests here, and Pat, when I told you I brought my pistol, too, because I, I, right. I still uh, found something on Trump I okay. want to bring up at the end okay. of the, so. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Black Republican, Black Democrat. We've got uh, uh, a pioneer so to speak, uh, here in the, in, in the Twin Cities. And uh, as I was saying earlier, I live in your ward, so I can't wait to work with you. Uh, uh, you say council member elect. Yes. Philippe Cunningham. Yes. Thank How you are for you? having me. I'm no, it's our pleasure. I'm glad you came on. I met Philippe a couple of weeks ago. We met at uh, Lisa uh, Cle Clemens. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That's my that's, <laughs> um I met you at uh, uh, Lisa's uh, community event, and I enjoyed meeting you then, and uh, you were a cool dude, and I was like, I can't wait to work with you. And uh, Thank you. Well, because, you know, again, our, our ward is, um, it's, uh, it's, it's big, but it's a, it's a ward that's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That's, it's just tight-knit. Oh, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, what you did again, um, taking down the big giant. That's right. And I'm not trying to be insulting, but I mean that yeah. you know that was a David and she yeah. had been that was the family the seat. Yes, it was the family <laughs> seat. Seriously, she yeah. had been for 20 years her position as uh, Barb Johnson, ladies yes. and gentlemen, as City Council Minneapolis City Council President, and, and her, her mom. Her mom, or was it her aunt? Alice, was it her mom? Was her mom? Was her mom, yeah. which had been there 20 years prior to that, mm -hmm. and then an aunt or another relative or something cousin, yeah. cousin had had the position. Yeah. I think she wanted her daughter to take over. Oh gosh. But. Yeah, but yeah. somebody intervened. Yes, <laughs> and broke the reins. Absolutely. Yes. So I'm so proud of you. And again, congratulations. Thank you so so much. Wh what made you want to run for city council? And then again, to, again to challenge Barb because that was huge. That was you know uh, you don't just snap your finger and say I'm just running against Barb Johnson. No, absolutely not. Actually, um, so what really where I started was that I wanted to. Uh, I worked in City Hall as a senior policy aide to the mayor, and um, so I got to really get to, got to see within the system how it was operating, and you know how policy is made, and how decisions are made, and how politics works. And when I've always, you know, I've always seen myself as 
an activist and shows up in the different ways that I've done my work. And so I intentionally stepped into the system to bring my activism into making systems change. And once I stepped into the system, I was like, oh, my God, nothing is anything like you think it is. That's right. Like there is a completely different narrative that is developed that is separated from the, the truth, which is what's happening behind that that curtain. Um, I love the North Side. Um, I have lived in a couple of other cities and um over my life i have always just looked for what home is really trying to find my people i had a really hard time and then when i landed in north minneapolis that was the first time i looked to my left i looked to my right and i was like i have found my people like this is finally community and so um so those two things combined really working in the city seeing how north side was not being served Mm -hmm. and and also just loving my community and wanting to see better. Absolutely. And, again, uh, one of our other guests on the line, there's another pioneer that uh, uh, broke, uh, you know, you want to say records? I know. it was, was it a, Yeah, because it was tremendous. Uh, Andrea Jenkins, uh, who, won eighth, who won eight wards, city yes. council in Minneapolis. And I used to live in her ward, so I'm proud okay. of you there, too. All right. And I know the work that you did there, and I know how fierce you are. And uh, you know what? I ain't gonna mess. Don't mess with Andrea. You know what I'm saying? So, congratulations on your win, Andrea, and thanks for being on our show. Thank you so much, and thank you for inviting me and having me on the show. Hey, Philippe, how are you? I'm good. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you know, um, what was it, uh, Andrea, that uh, made you run? I mean, as I said earlier, I don't know if you were listening. I know you got your, you know, you, you already had your political chops. You had been. Um, well, you were a policy aide or you were something. What were you at city council? I was a, I was a policy okay, aide okay, for, for like 20, a couple of city council members. 20 plus years, right? Or, well, not quite 20. Oh, see, I won't put no years yeah. on you now. <laughs> That's what years, but I mean, I have 25 years of public service experience. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I worked for Hennepin County and uh, for many other nonprofits. And so, uh, but 12, 12 years in city hall. Fantastic. That means you know how things run. So that's what we really need because a lot of new people have been elected and we need to make sure that there's somebody there that can kind of guide them and get them um, up to speed because, you know, a lot's going on and there's people that, you know, we also have a new mayor and and we need to keep an eye on, you know, uh, what's going on there. And particularly as African-Americans, you know, I'm so excited when I see people of, you know, of color, but particularly African-Americans stepping out there and taking leadership. And um, and so we want to know kind of, you know, what is your agenda in terms of uh, the black community? I know we, you serve all the people in your particular districts, but we want to know what. So how are you going to impact and, uh, you know, help the black community um, legislatively over the next four years? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I I'm representing a community that is very diverse uh, economically, uh, ethnically, um, you know, from renters to homeowners and families. And it's 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 extremely diverse. But I was really, really, really clear that, um, you know, I was running because. I am uh, disgusted by the fact that Minnesota um, and Minneapolis is one of the best places in the country to live, mm-hmm. uh, but it's the second worst place in the country for for black and brown people. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That is unacceptable. It is um, just horrific to me, and so. 
I am going to be working um, on, you know, all of the the issues that, you know, many people ran on public uh, police accountability, uh, more affordable housing, and economic development. But I'm going to be approaching it from a standpoint of equity and okay. ensuring that um, that the decisions that we make, mm-hmm. uh, the policies that we create, um, have a strong analysis on how that's going to impact black and brown people and Good. really want to be uh, bringing forward policies and uh, initiatives that are designed to um, create more equity yeah. in in the black community. Um, so, you know, that's the approach that I'm taking to this, to this new role um, that I'm stepping into, um, really unapologetically um, ensuring that that black people are in in leadership, that black people are um, included in community um, input discussions, mm-hmm. that uh, the perspective of the black community is in every single meeting that I am in. And, you know, we just... Um, the city just established an office, an office of equity, mm-hmm. um, and you know I really hope to uh, be a very well. I absolutely will be mm-hmm. a very strong um, uh, supporter of that work and mm-hmm. and a leader in that work and 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 absolutely um, engaged in that for the next four years. All right. Uh, Philippe, I, I, I know uh, for you being in the war that uh, uh, Barb Johnson was uh, over, it's, it's a lot of big shoes to fill, right? So yes. what are your plans economically? Because, again, you are, it, it is, Northside is diverse, but let's be honest, it's, it's full of black and brown people. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, and so the economic disparities are alarming. Right. Um, what's your agenda going forward to help the, some of the disparities that ail the black and brown people? Of course. Well, so I would say that um, when we so when I was hired into the mayor's office, um, she knew that she was hiring somebody who was uh, unapologetically pro-black and really bringing that (laughs) to everything that I was doing. Um, And so, you know, when we talk about many Minnesota being one of the worst places for people, black and brown folks in particular to live, a lot of that is home home in north minneapolis that's right like mm-hmm. that's where it that's lives right. so it's almost you know that's like ground zero for work that needs to be done in healing all of the d- racial disparities that have been caused by the systemic barriers that have historically mm-hmm. kept us marginalized mm-hmm. and so i feel like right now excuse me particularly under the trump administration that you know we are really at a breaking point mm-hmm. in terms of you know, these massive disparities, either we are going to deal with them or they are going to deal with us. And so um, and and looking forward, what that really means is, you know, if you look at every single big city right mm-hmm. now, they are all going through a housing crisis. Mm-hmm. And the pretty much the response has been, well, let's just build nice places for people to live. And then it pushes out black and brown folks. Ladies, I was like, don't worry about it. Ladies and gentlemen, on the other side of the break, we're going to finish podcasting. As this has been Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Pat Wynn Lawrence. And we've got hosts Andrea Jenkins and Philippe Cunningham. More with them on the other side of Black Republican, Black Democrat.
Pat, you don't know nothing about that. Welcome back, Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Brian Nelson. And I'm Pat Wynn Lawrence. You don't know nothing about Who is this, Pat? Um, you ain't got time to Google it. Grandmaster Flash. Oh, okay. Didn't like Mace or Dre or somebody sample this? Yes. Oh, everybody did. I know the song, but it's... Yeah, I'm everybody not sampled this. Yes, this was, this was that deal. This See, I like, grew up when all that stuff came out, so well, that's when I first heard it. Did you? Well, yeah, it was like 83 is when it came out. 81 or 83. Andrea, did you recognize what this, who this was? Andrea, are you there with us? Did I, let, me, let me try this again. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Okay, Andrea, are you there with us? I'm here. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Did you recognize Grandmaster Flash? I I cannot hear the song, but I am a deep hip hop head, so okay. I'm sure I would have <laughs> called it out. Yes. Okay, that's right, that's right. Okay, welcome back. Glad uh, to have uh, Council Persons Elect. Uh, Philippe Cunningham from the f- fifth ward, fourth, fourth ward. That's my ward. How do I not know that? Fourth ward, <laughs> yeah. and for my former ward, the eighth ward, uh, Andrea Jenkins. Uh, okay, so what we were saying, so with some of the disparities, like when we talk about uh, crime, mm-hmm. especially uh, in the Eighth Ward, Andrea, and the crime is not as as rampant as it might be in North Minneapolis as it is in South uh, Andrea, but in both wards we are affected by crime, mm-hmm. and and let's keep it real, a lot of the crime is going on uh, a black on black crime. Yes. Um, h- how do we go about addressing some of that? We know that it's economic disparities. But still, how do we still deal with uh, that that exists? Well, so I would say that the really the way that we approach crime and the criminal justice system, we have to really reorient it because right now the way that we are operating is really from a place of um, crime. If you commit a crime, then there's a moral deficit. There's a moral mm-hmm. defect there. And so um, instead, really t- taking a step back, looking at it from a public health approach. So looking at the entire involvement with crime and the criminal justice system. So that's prevention, intervention, enforcement, and reentry. We have been governed historically under the perspective that if we expand enforcement, that that will create safer neighborhoods. History, data, and our current reality shows that that's not true. I'm with you on that. There are lots of, lots of research around prevention, intervention, and reentry strategies. So in- reentering the community after being incarcerated, that work actually mm-hmm. permanently disrupts somebody's involvement with crime in the criminal justice system. That's real. Mm-hmm. And so we have to make sure that when we are investing in better enforcement, because we do need enforcement, mm-hmm. no we doubt, need it right? to be good. Yeah. Um, and also we need to make sure that we are looking at the entire picture of some the entire cycle because there are off ramps all over that cycle. No, that's real. I was and I had to I have to admit I evolved because I thought that one of the answers was more police. We need a stronger police presence. We need a stronger police presence. But when you look at the data for black folks, black and brown people, the higher level of increased police presence, the higher level of arrest goes up for us. So, Andrea, I I have to admit I evolved, but what still do we do? Well, I think we need more community policing. We need more Mm -hmm. opportunities for for folks to... Um, earn income. I mean, I, I agree with the leap that it's a very uh, sort of deep sociological um, sociological um, framework that people are operating in. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that that I've discovered, and, and I know um, I know that Philippe is is really um, on this path too. But you know, the food that we eat in our communities. It's literally killing us. Oh, yeah. Word. Absolutely. Yeah. It's creating, um, you know, uh, learning uh, mm-hmm. deficits for young children. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 
it's creating these um, sort of psych- psychological challenges, uh, mm-hmm. these up and down mood swings, um, and that's because yep. we don't have um, fresh, healthy, yep. affordable food in our communities. You know, we have yes. uh, Whataburger, In-N-Out Burger, mm-hmm. Pat Burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yep. She said Whataburger. Now, that reminds me of being at home now. <laughs> Angie, we ain't got one of them here now. Where that's at now? She sure did say In-N-Out <laughs> Burger. Then, too, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you can tell. California. Yeah, exactly. In-N-Out Burgers, you know, all yep. kind of burgers. Yep. Fried, <laughs> this, that, and the other thing. And that is, is creating... Um, significant health challenges, mm-hmm. but also significant um, uh, psychological yeah. development challenges yeah. and as learning well. for kids. But you bring so up a good question, though, but we can't afford the good things, though. Holistic approach. Mm-hmm. We can't afford those good things. The, the, the more expensive foods, the, the, the organic foods tend to be a bit more expensive. And we know as black people, some of us can't afford it. That's why we're just shopping at Solos and things right. of that nature because right. it's a bit cheaper. It may not be healthy, but it's cheaper. So that's what I'm saying. In the yeah. communities, how do we go about yeah. bringing down some of these? Uh, like Minneapolis now, what are they, are they, they're currently suing to, mm-hmm. to uh, the uh, $15 an hour passage mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're saying that it's going to have an adverse effect on businesses. Mm-hmm. Here again, show me the correlation of raising minimum wage Mm -hmm. uh, 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 equivalent to losing a lot of jobs, and then we can quit raising the minimum wage. But it doesn't doesn't equate. Right. Yeah, it it doesn't. I mean, that's what this whole tax um, cut plan that, you know, just passed. Oh, um, in the dead of night. Early, early this morning. The dead of night. night. you know, they make that same claim. That's right. That if we give corporations more money, somehow that's going to relate and translate to to people getting more dollars on their on their paychecks. We need to increase people's um, um, wages. That's I right. Mean, mm-hmm. It's it's insanity <laughs> to think that you know people haven't had a raise. Um, a significant raise in this country in 10 years. Yeah, I just want to say about 15. Some yep. people much, much yep. longer than that. Yep. Um, and even then, those raises are averaging 2% raise. That's right. Well, I can tell you that my expenses went up 2% last month. <laughs> That's like, right. That's right. Hello. You That's know, right. my cable bill is never cost the of, same. Cost of living. Uh, my cell phone bill is never the same. Like Word. it always increases. I don't even That's understand right. why. That's right. But I, but I, I do understand that corporations have more money than they've ever made in the history yes. of the entire world. Yes, corporations are fine. So. Um, and that's right now today. So there's there's no way that you can make me believe that. Um, but you're going to have more money in your pocket. The, no, the you're no, you're not. No, you're not. Don't don't listen to the Republican. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, no. Those businesses um, to make a profit. And, you know, I think that that court case is going to um, not prevail. I think it's more about sick leave and, mm-hmm. um, you know, scheduling. But still, it's all related to wage increases. And, um, you know, um, I think the one thing that we do know is that um, corporations 
won't uh, that money won't trickle down like they like to make us believe. Well, we know th- that this they, whole tax they... bill was not about trickle down. Yes, economics. it was. It was we know that it was about all Americans. Oh, it was not. It stop was it. Absolutely was. Oh, when you stop. Look at it. Oh, but those that but actually this is the keep corporations, real radio, the corporations and the middle class, especially the upper middle class, those are the ones that actually create the jobs, not the very top one percent, oh. because they have trust and they have you know foundations and they also have offshore accounts where they take their money. So yeah, even if we raise it. taxes on them, tax it doesn't aversion. impact them. It actually impacts the middle and upper classes, the people who at the, who actually create the jobs. So by oh, well, you know, releasing the, the tax burden. That, what, what even is, if they do create jobs, mm-hmm. black and brown people are not getting there the it jobs. Is. You're right, but that's there why it is. we You're are right. more unemployed than any other You're right. segment of the population. But that's why and we have so to look at hiring and we have to look at yes at the root of all of these issues. That's where, you know, we don't have an affordable housing problem. We have a racism problem. Is. Brown people have been redlined out of that is correct. And that's you right. Think that's still not happening. Um, no, that is happening it's in Brooklyn but, for you. Um, <laughs> but that's what needs to be attacked. That was, that's what needs to be attacked. Uh, low income people. Mm hmm. Yeah, no doubt. No, and, and, and that's exactly, Andrew keeps hitting the nail on the head, and that's the point that Republicans keep missing. It, again, you got to quit believing in this uh, this fake trickle-down economics. But see, what economics, you're, but you're, only it seeing, work. But you're only seeing one side. What I said in terms of the the middle class and the upper class, the ones creating the jobs, and, and, and you know, that does trickle down in the sense that they hire more people, they create more businesses. But then you're right. On the other end, what we need then, especially as people of color, especially as African Americans and also Latinos and other groups, then you need to look in terms of the equity portion to make sure that we are are prepared as African-Americans, particularly in grade school, elementary school, high school, college, and then also look in terms of the equity of hiring, looking sure and making sure that they're hiring a number of people, you know, different groups of people of color, you know, in these positions. So, yes. So on one end, they're creating the jobs, but then we need other people to then make sure that we have the same access that others have to those opportunities. Well, I just want to jump in because I want to really really want to push back on the idea that job creators are, you know, upper middle class. Like, you know, we have job creators who are low income, small business owners who need support. And also like the research just backs it up. If a person of color owns a business, Mm -hmm. they are more likely to hire people of color. Well, absolutely. And and also if if there are small businesses in the neighborhood, they Mm -hmm. are more likely to hire from the neighborhood. From the neighborhood. So like, you know, this idea that we have to protect the upper middle class in order to create jobs is a fallacy. It's a total fallacy. Well, no, it is not a fallacy. They're doing fine, Pat. that you're describing, those are the people that have the access to resources that are creating no, those? What moms and pop, what mom and pops have access to what well, money? Right. And, and then, what, especially under Trump. Come on, actually, under Trump over oh. the past year, actually, it has been booming for small and uh, middle-sized businesses. Have been booming One of the, uh, the, under the Trump under the past year. Our access to capital. Yes, that's access right. Access to um, contracts. So that's right. Contract. Contract. Yes, absolutely. And then the other is um, access to technical assistance and support. Yes. yes. And so, like, we need to be investing in specifically entrepreneurs of color yes, because I agree. that is, in my opinion, the, the one of the strongest mm-hmm. ways to build up our community is mm-hmm. by being able to invest in our ability to generate wealth and That's keep right. it in our Absolutely. community. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And we and need... But why don't we do that in Minnesota? Because everything we have just discussed when I was on the Council on Black Minnesotans, that was our legislation that we took, whether it was about organic foods and, and, and doing away with food deserts, whether it was about, you know, in terms of business and, and, and giving uh, minority groups access to 
um, you know, financial capital and, 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 you know, being able to build an income to hire. We, we, we presented all of that. But our black legislators in particular did not want us moving forward with that agenda and then also other Democratic legislators. So that's why I, I really like want to. there's a lot more to that story that's no, not well, being told. It is. And what is it? Yeah, let's wait, get into it. Let's, let's, yeah, women, let's, let's talk about that on the other side of the break. Okay. See, that's what I'm saying. That yeah. Pat, Pat wouldn't get you started, but this is Black Republican, Black Democrat <laughs> on Twin Cities News Talk at TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Welcome back to Twin Cities News Talk, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Patwin Lawrence. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat. We're here with uh, city council persons elect. Am I saying that? I'm trying to be so politically correct. Council members council elect. Council members. <laughs> okay. Council members elect. Okay. Okay. I'm, you know, try to be PC. I was before with my... Uh, it's great, PC. It's respectful. Well, thank yeah. you. I try to be, you know, until I... Sometimes. Until I'm it's on Facebook. It's just face- a show. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm mean on Facebook. Boy, I'm mean <laughs> and nasty. Before uh, our producer faded out the song, I was trying to figure out, did anybody recognize that singer? I didn't really pay attention. Yeah. The yeah. the Gophers, I'm hearing Gophers hockey stuff when you guys go to break. Oh, see, that's the that's the point of uh, that's why uh, we're doing podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to podcasting, Adria. <laughs> She's like, "What? I'm hearing Gophers. Go Gophers!" No. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, though. they just won eight straight games. I guess. I who knew? I didn't. <laughs> now you do. You you just informed me. Oh, yeah, go Gophers. Uh, so look, I, I think um, what's important too is a couple of things here, you guys. I think we, it's. It, I think the relationship between the mayor and the police chief, mm-hmm. uh, Chief Harto, excuse me, uh, and uh, and outgoing mayor Harto, or Betsy uh, um, Hodges. Hodges, thank yes. you. Er- eroded, and I think that that was a big part of why the relationship between the black and brown communities and the police department failed. Now, this to me appears to be a pretty a, a, a progressive city council that's, uh, that's, uh, that's coming in that will be seated in January. Mm-hmm. Um, going forward, how can we? What will you two do, uh, Andrea? You first. What will you do to help mm-hmm. build a bridge going forward with our community and the police department? Do you think that it's important to have a good relationship uh, with the mayor, uh, police chief, and so on and so forth to, for us to have a, a productive relationship in our community? Right. Well, thank you for for allowing me to to go first, and because I do need to say I need I got like two minutes left <laughs> on this call, and yes, I got to take off. But um, you know, I absolutely think that um a good relationship is is required um to to build to rebuild trust in the the community, and I'm not quite sure if there's ever been a whole lot of trust in the black community around uh, police um, relations, but but we have to build that. Right, um, mm-hmm. right. You know, right now we have uh, an amazing chief. Um, yes, yes. Zero, Aaron Dondo, um, you know, and I have a very long uh, working relationship with him. Good. As well as Deputy Chief Art Knight. And I think that, um, you know, I think Jacob, uh, the new mayor, Jacob Fry, really gets mayor-elect. Like, he gets along with with folks. And I think that you were, you were right about the former part of your statement that, for whatever reasons, Mayor Hodges and, and Chief Harto could never really 
stand together on solid ground. Right. But I'm not sure if that created the issues that the black and brown community face with within. It was already pre-existing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was pre-existing. And so, um, you know, we have to have better relationships. We got to have more community uh, minded police officers and, and officers dedicated to being community service officers um, and not just about enforcement. And so um, and people of color hired in those positions. That, that's what I hope to mm -hmm. be able to, to do. And, you know, I've been a bridge builder um, all of my life. I think we need to, we don't need more police. We have three police departments that operate actually. Yeah. Three police departments and four, if you include Hennepin County Sheriff's, that operate in Minneapolis, the, the Park Police, right. yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. and the Minneapolis Police Department. Mm -hmm. But there's no real um, collaboration with those folks. Um, you know, there's and actually there's competition. I think a lot of MPD don't want those other guys, like, interacting and... Uh -uh. They have their own turfs, their own That's jurisdictions. Yeah. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, there's got to be bridges built within the police that we already have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yep. um, mm -hmm. those are some of the ideas that I'm really thinking about. Well, Fantastic. look, I'm so excited for you. And again, I can't wait to uh, see your work. I know you've uh, worked hard for your, on your win, and I know you're going to be working hard for your award. I know the work that you've done previously, and I'm so proud of your achievements. And I know that you're going to do great things. And so I want to thank you. We want to thank you for coming well, on yeah, uh, with well, us this evening. And, and I just want to say that, you know, I, I'm going to get an opportunity to work with some amazing colleagues because we can't do this all alone. That's right. Uh, That's right. Nothing that I've ever really accomplished in my life has been solely mm -hmm. my own doing. It's Word. been always in a collaborative uh, process and just recognizing the people who have come before me. And so I'm looking forward to working with you, Philippe, and all of our other colleagues on the city council to make some really good things happen. And the community. Yes, that's right. Those of you out there listening, like, we need you to keep showing up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need to keep emailing. Mm -hmm. We need you to keep calling. Mm -hmm. Join these commissions and boards mm -hmm. so that we can have input into the decisions that impact our lives. Absolutely. Word. I, that's Very why I, that's why I like you and, and and that's why I can't wait to see you at work. So keep up the good work and I'm so excited to see what you got you got going forward. Thank you, Andrew. Peace Thank out. you. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, Philippe, uh so for you going forward, uh, um what is that is that an important relationship to have or what will you do to help be a bridge builder mm -hmm. going forward? Of course. Um, well, first, I just have to say that um, I have a really great relationship with the police chief, uh, Chief Arredondo. Yep. He, um, we worked together on stand up, uh, dude. And yes, absolutely. And and Andrea was a part of this as well. Uh, we worked together to help develop MPD's first policy for transgender folks. How MPD is expected to engage with trans folks. And oh so, wow! Okay. Um, and so we worked on that together. And so um, I I believe that that's new. To the department? Yeah, it was okay. the first time that's ever happened. Wow. It happened in, okay. Mm -hmm. I think that was 2015. Okay. Um, and so um, I, I think there are some key areas where we need to focus on building those relationships. People talk about, like, 
rebuilding trust. And I'm mm. like, we never had <laughs> trust. <laughs> you know, we're, we're really, we're yeah. really starting yeah. from like a deficit, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that's real. there's, there's that's true. trust to be made up. Yeah, I never thought of that. That's, that's right. That's so, right. Uh, mm -hmm. And the thing is, though, is that Chief Chief Rondo knows that. He knows he that. that. He says that. Yes. And that's something that's yes. really actually quite revolutionary. It's refreshing to have yes. a police chief naming mm -hmm. that truth. That's and right. So, um, so I there, there are two areas in particular. I'm looking at. Um, Increasing transparency. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the big areas where folks don't really realize a lot of power is is in the city of Minneapolis um, Police Federation mm -hmm. uh, union oh, contract can't stand by, mm -hmm. um, and okay. and the negotiations. And so there's the whole thing is shrouded in secrecy. Um, mm -hmm. it, it there and then if you look at a, a, a page off mm -hmm. of the contract, it doesn't make sense. Like it, mm -hmm. it truly talks in circles there's uh there's contradicting yeah. statements etc cetera, etc cetera, and that's how accountability doesn't happen and so mm -hmm. i, I want to bring the community along in that process that yeah sounds, no that's, that's fantastic a, yeah and see that's why i say I, I, to having new blood it's been yeah. I, you know i know i'm 39 and i've lived here a long time in fact i lived here long enough i've lived in texas right and so mm -hmm. i can remember when sharon sales belton mayor mm -hmm. sharon sales belton got first elected when brian got elected because he was one of the very reasons mm -hmm. why i fell in love he jesse jackson bill clinton mm -hmm. Reason why I fell in love with politics. Speaking of the Eighth Ward that Andrea now runs or uh, is over, mm -hmm. um, it was important. Yeah, you know, it was important work, and I think that not enough of us as Black and Brown people don't understand that it's um, our vote matters. Yes, i.e. Philip, Philippe, yeah. and Andrea, yep. your vote and our involvement counts. and our Just involvement. As Andrea yes. was saying we need to be involved. We're not at the table. No, but we have to. We and have if you're to, not at the table, you're on the table. Word. We we have to unlearn the story that we have been conditioned to believe that we are disempowered, that mm -hmm. our vote doesn't matter because right. nothing changes. Right. We're at a tipping point right now. In yes. History you're right. Where it does matter. It matters more Darn than right. possibly mm -hmm. ever yep. for folks to not only be voting but running for office. That's yep. right. Yep. That's and I say I always tell people. Uh, uh, especially during this last election with uh, between Trump and Clinton, I kept saying, well, t tell them black folks, if your vote doesn't count, then why do they go through so much to suppress it? Mm. People don't suppress your vote. Well, they, I mean, you got to think about that now. The, seriously, if your vote doesn't count, mm -hmm. why does? I mean, why do they go through the so much? Yes, like that's a part And of I'm the not process. just. I'm not pointing finger. I'm just saying, yeah. why do they go through so much to suppress our votes if it doesn't? It makes a difference. And I, and I try to explain to our, my brothers and sisters that locally, if you don't ever vote in your life. Voting locally is the most yes, important. Yes, that's more important oh, than these that. laws yeah, affect us locally yeah, way so faster real. than a yes. federal law that that's Clinton, right. Trump, or any other that's person that's can right. pass. That may not Absolutely. affect you for two to, two to twenty years from now. Yeah. Your local uh, agency, your, 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 your city council, your mayor, your mm -hmm. police chief, it affects it's you exactly on a day-to-day -day basis, yeah. and that's what affects us, and that's what could do serious harm. And it harms us because we don't vote. Yes. So in this last minute that we have here uh, on our show, and then we have, please make sure you join us on the Post Show Podcast, Philippe. Um, again, what do, you, what, what do you want to do going forward? What, what's, it, uh, what's Minneapolis look like going forward to you? It looks browner and more <laughs> prosperous for everyone. That's right. <laughs> okay. More prosperous. I like that. I'm all for that. I like that. I'm no, that's real. That. Yeah, we're going to have more with Philippe Cunningham, city council, elect city council person uh, on the Post Show Podcast. Pat, welcome back. Yes. I guess I'll see you next week, right? Yes, you will. We'll do some more fighting then. Oh, we will. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like this guy. Pat is the man. <laughs> Philippe, congratulations. Yes. I'm so proud of your accomplishment and what you've done, taking down the big giant. Thank that's you right. so much. Yeah, I now that was big it. and I can't wait to work with you. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Jamar Nelson. And I'm
I'm Patwin Lawrence. And our great producer, Stan, on the other side of the glass. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat. We'll see you next week. Make sure you join us on the Post Show Podcast. Peace out.